Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Before you sit down, we don't get to do this often because usually we have church in the mornings and stuff, but I want you to turn around and look at our stained glass window <coughs> as the light comes. Is that not pretty with that light coming in? It's uh, We don't get to enjoy it in that way. I know you guys are usually looking up this way, but that's what I get to see tonight, so I wanted to share that with you. Please have a seat. I'm so thankful to have our Holy Week times of worship this year. Last year, we we did not, and uh, we, we were still in our video time with morning prayer, even on Easter morning, as we... It's amazing to think that it's been over, just over a year now as we move into April today. But I'm thankful that we have our Holy Week times of worship this year to come together, to walk together through the events of our Lord's passion with times of worship. It's powerful. It's strengthening. It's, it really builds you and forms you. Maundy Thursday is the day we read the events before the crucifixion of Jesus, where when we have the Last Supper, Jesus washes the disciples' feet. The command and institution of the Lord's Supper, which is where we get the name Maundy Thursday, Maundy meaning command, command Thursday. The prayers in the garden, the betrayal, You have all the different characters, Jesus, the disciples, the soldiers, the antagonist, Judas, though. He's a difficult character to contend with. He's so obscure that it is not that strange or uncommon to hear people show sympathy for the guy. Perhaps you have. Somehow I kind of feel bad for him. Was he really given a fair deal Somebody had to betray Jesus. Was he not just the product, product of Old Testament prophecy predestined to betray Jesus? Did he really have a choice? The late priest John Stott writes, The fact that his betrayal is foretold in the scriptures does not mean that he was not a free agent. Any more than the Old Testament predictions of the death of Jesus mean that he did not die voluntarily. Judas was clearly responsible for his actions, and the scriptures do make this clear. Nonetheless, Judas was called by Jesus to follow him. He was sent out with the other disciples to heal the sick, to cast out demons, to care for the poor. Judas was there for the teachings of Jesus, the Sermon on the Mount, and all the different times that Jesus shared. He watched as Jesus healed many people from all sorts of infirmities. He shared in the stories of the closest 12 disciples as they huddled around a fire at night. They ate together. He followed Jesus day after day after day, three years Judas was not some deranged maniac. He was so revered by the other disciples that we learn from the Gospel of John that he managed the treasury. He was the treasurer. He took care of the money purse. 
And you don't get that job without trust and good conduct. Yet, Judas Iscariot fell. He chose to give into sin. He chose betrayal. Some suggest that Judas was a zealot, one who had aspirations of political takeover, a national liberation movement. When his hopes in Jesus faltered, he chose betrayal and to move on. That may or may not be. That's scholarly speculation. But one thing is for certain. He gave himself to the service of money. Greed captured his heart. When Mary of Bethany brought a jar containing expensive perfume to anoint Jesus, pouring it over him, a gesture of lavish, perhaps reckless devotion, Jesus himself called it a beautiful thing. Judas, however, with some others there, reacting in a very different way. What a waste, he said. What wicked extravagance. The perfume could have been sold for more than a year's wage and the money given to the poor. What a waste. St. John goes on to comment on the story in his gospel saying, Judas did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. The greed became too much. And the scriptures say that Satan entered into him. He betrayed Jesus for 30 silver coins, which was about a third of the amount of that perfume that he scorned. John Stott once again notes, Judas was not exceptional. Jesus had said that it is impossible to serve God and money. Judas would have heard those words. Judas chose money, and many others have done the same. In the sense of moral failure, we've all fallen short. None of us are perfect here, betraying God. We all have the same disease called sin. Sin is not just the mistakes we make, but the mistakes we make are just the product of a problem that we all have. We are sinful, and it's deep in our bones. That's why in Psalm 51, David could proclaim that we are sinful even before our birth into this world. We are inclined to live life our way, putting ourselves first. As the line goes in the well-known hymn, Amazing Grace, a wretch like me. But the lesson from Judas is not here necessarily to tell us how miserable failures and sinners we are. And even though we might identify with Judas in some ways, it becomes all the greater an understanding of the love of Christ Jesus to go to the cross, dying for our sin. Our Bishop Greg Brewer wrote this week on Twitter saying, Holy Week rightly points out many ways that I am not like Christ, particularly in gladly suffering shame and loss. But the point of Holy Week is not my inadequacies. 
The point of Holy Week is to see Jesus and see in each act of Holy Week Jesus drawing us to himself. And that is just what Jesus is doing. Jesus is drawing us to himself. He is wooing us to come follow him. Jesus is calling us to pick up our own cross and to follow him. Jesus even pursued Judas. Knowing Judas was to betray him, Jesus still washed his feet. Jesus still served him. Even at the very last minute in the upper room, Jesus made a final appeal to Judas by dipping a piece of bread in the dish and giving it to Judas to extend grace to him, of which Judas rejected. Jesus is pursuing us too. The question again is not how sinful we are. Yes, we need to understand the plight of our sin, the depravity of it. But we also need to feel and know and understand the focus is rather on how deep the Father's love is for us. Jesus processed into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, knowing that he was to die by the end of the week. Jesus shared his last meal with Judas, knowing he was to betray him. Jesus went to the garden to pray, knowing he was to be arrested, tried, and executed. Jesus suffered for us. Jesus gave himself for us. And Jesus is still pursuing. Because Jesus came to seek and save the lost. So whether we feel like Judas, act like Judas, or perhaps even look like Judas... Jesus loves us so much that he gave himself up for us so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. The cross is the expression of God's great love. And that love, that deep and loyal and kind love is directed at you. If you hear anything in this time of worship tonight... Hear this. God loves you so much. No matter what you have done in life, Jesus is pursuing you to bring you into the family of God, to give you hope, to give you a future. Don't don't choose to reject like the way of Judas. Choose to humble yourself. Yield to the grace of God and declare Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Tonight, we will receive Holy Communion on the very night so many years ago that Jesus first told his disciples to do this in remembrance of me. And the mission is the same that Jesus had then, to draw all people to himself. Jesus said, And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. 
And by being lifted up, he was pointing to the cross where he would die. Jesus freely went to the cross to, make our, our, to take on our sin so that we may receive the forgiveness of our sins. So tonight, on this Maundy Thursday, may we renew our lives, making Jesus our Lord and Savior. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.